your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wednesday, July 28th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter. At LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can follow the national show Locked on NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our locked on rooms. Spotify Greenroom is changing the way we talk sports so this one is going to be a crossover ish edition of the lockdown panthers podcast for the first two segments we are going to have joe dibiase of lockdown sabers joining the show to talk about the sam reinhardt and the devin levi trade that happened over the weekend, so Joe and I had an opportunity to talk about it, and I got an opportunity to hear it from the Buffalo perspective on what Sam Reinhart brings to the table and everything that the Florida Panthers should be looking forward to. At this moment in time, there is no sign of Sam Reinhart on what the numbers will look like based on a contract extension based on acquiring him in a trade from the Buffalo Sabres, so we don't know how the cap number will look like at this moment in time. Once free agency opens at noon Eastern today, July 28th, so at this moment in time, the cap number for the Florida Panthers is $11.7 million, but with Reinhardt's new contract, expect that to go down, so let's see where the Florida Panthers will go as far as what their number will look like once free agency hits, so we should be finding that out in the next day or two on what the Florida Panthers cap number will look like with Sam Reinhart hoping to sign his qualifying offer for the Florida Panthers. Let's get to my conversation with the host of the Locked On Buffalo Sabres podcast, Joe DiBiase. And here to discuss a major trade that happened on both sides is Joe DiBiase of the Locked On Buffalo Sabres podcast. Glad to have you here, Joe. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good, Armando. How are you? Uh, I did not think we'd be talking about uh, one of these trades. We've been building up for Eichel, Reinhardt, Ristolainen trades. And, I mean, I don't think we ever even really mentioned the Panthers. So, kind of surprised that we're the ones uh, chatting about it. Yeah, um... When I was watching the draft and just going over Twitter and throughout the whole night, just casually after the last pick was made, just randomly scrolling and I randomly see Pierre Lebrun's report of 
Sam Reinhart and the Florida Panthers really late at night. I'm like, number one, these guys are still working while us fans and us podcasters are just thinking, oh, the night is done. But just crazy, crazy how many hours these guys put into like just trying to make this team, these teams better both on both sides. Yeah, I, uh, I hear you. I was actually hosting our local draft coverage in Buffalo on WGR Sports Radio, and we were just gearing up to leave. We're like, all right, draft ended pretty quickly. It wasn't crazy long. It ended around like 11 o'clock. So we're like, all right, Sabres GM Kevin Adams is going to talk for about 15 minutes, and we're going to get to go home. And then, boom, there's that report, and it's like, oh, we're going to be here for a while. And then we didn't find out the return uh, coming back the other way, so we're just in a waiting game. And finally, at like 1 a.m., we're just like, like, all right, you know what? We're going to call it a night because who knows how long it's going to take. And good thing we did because we would have been there the rest of the night. So, Yeah, especially not knowing all the details based on – there's rumors of is it going to be a conditional pick? Is it going to be Alexi Hepiniemi from the Florida Panthers side being part of that trade? Devin yeah. Levi was a name that was floated around in, in the trades. but it ended up being a conditional first round pick for the 2022 season. And for if, if it's, and it's top 10 protected. So if yep. the Florida Panthers, which I don't anticipate them being in the top 10 next year, that pick will go to 2023. But how about on the Buffalo Sabres side about the trade and about your, your draft and about, Everything that's gone on because there's also a Rasmus Ristolainen trade with the Philadelphia Flyers. How, how, what's, your, what's your mindset going into, uh, into this uh, past weekend? Well, I think we knew it was going to be a big weekend for them because, as I said, we've kind of been building up towards these trades of Jack Eichel, Sam Reinhardt, Rasmus Ristolainen. The Eichel one has not happened yet. There's some wonder now as to whether it will. But the trades that did happen, uh, not a big surprise. Those guys were on the move. Sam Reinhart is a restricted free agent, and it became pretty evident that there was he was not going to stick around long-term here in Buffalo. And honestly, I don't blame him. I mean, the, the guy's 25 years old. He's been in the league for six years, and they haven't even been in a playoff race yet, let alone be in the playoffs. So as a competitor and an athlete, you can't, you can't uh, knock the guy for wanting out um, or for not signing a long-term deal. It's not like he demanded a trade or anything. Um, the player is amazing. I have been a big fan of Sam Reinhardt uh, for his entire career. I've actually been yelling for years that the guy should be playing center over wing because he was drafted as a center. They started him at wing and they just never really got back to it until this past year, which is why it's bittersweet because we saw it last year and he had his best season of his career. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that happened while he was playing center. But what the reason why it's bittersweet sweet is it's like, all right, we finally saw it, and it worked, and oh, no, he's being traded, and he's going to go do it for someone else. We'll see. I don't know. Florida might not use him at center, but he's good at both uh, both positions. So that trade was kind of deflating. I think Sabre fans wanted more, and I think a big reason why that that, that played into it is when Rastis or Salinen got traded for the 13th pick in the draft, a second-round pick on top of that, and then Robert Hag, who's just kind of a throw-in, uh, is probably going to play third pair defense for the Sabres. It's like, all right, Ristolainen, who no one here really thinks is all that great. Like, he's okay. He definitely plays a bigger role than he should. And fans have been clamoring to get that guy out. It's like, all right, the guy we wanted traded and we don't like as a player, 
gets this in return. So what is Sam Reinhardt going to get in return? And he goes for less. That was a little bit deflating. Um, and as you even mentioned, I don't think the Panthers are going to be that bad. I think the Panthers are sixth in the Stanley Cup odds at Bet Online for a reason. I think they're a contender in this league uh, for the Stanley Cup. I think the only thing working against them is they're in the toughest division in hockey. So I don't think that they were going to be that bad anyway, but you took your only upside away. The only upside you had towards, I think, getting proper value for Sam Reinhardt was if that pick was a high draft pick. The Panthers, I thought, did really well to make that lottery protected. Um, but for the rest of it, you know, like the wrist line trade, as I mentioned, I think fans were over the moon for it. And the kid they got at 13th overall, uh, and Isaac Rosen, looks like a really strong prospect. He'll probably take a couple of years because he is, man, he's like 130 pounds soaking wet. So he's got to put some weight on uh, before he even steps near the NHL. But super talented. So I thought on the overall, the Sabres did pretty well for themselves over the two-day period between the trades and the draft. But it, it left you feeling a little wanting because I think fans were disappointed with the Reinhardt return. Yeah, you would think that a player that performed at a better level than Ristolainen, you would get something better out of it. But talk about how Reinhardt's play improved once Jack Eichel went down. Yeah, I think at least it did statistically. I'm not sure. It might, it might be too simplistic to look at him with Eichel and without him and say that he got better. I think he was largely the same player. But the difference is Eichel is a generator. He is an elite play creator when he's on the ice. He's the playmaker. He's usually got the best shot when he's on the ice. And it's not his own doing. It's just because of how good a player he is. He kind of gobbles up a lot of those, those play generating moments. And Reinhardt almost goes into more of like a supplementary role where he's standing in front of the net. He's tipped, he's deflecting pucks from the point. He's more of the finisher kind of just gobbling up rebounds and putting them away. So he played that role incredibly well, but once Michael got hurt and he went to center, which is more of a playmaking position, uh, he really took off and he showed his full capabilities as a guy that can run his own line. You'd give him a couple of okay 20 goal scorers, which is what the Sabres did. Like Victor Olofsson is okay, but he's not that great a player. He's really got a really good shot. And Jeff Skinner at this point in his career, kind of the same thing. Like he can score goals, but he's not giving you much else. So it was kind of up to Sam Reinhardt to carry the puck out of his own end through the neutral zone, be the guy that enters the offensive zone with the puck. He's kind of the quarterback of that line, setting everything up. And it's not a role we had seen a lot from him in his Sabre career, but I thought he flourished. And I think he proved that he can have the same type of impact as the, like the go-to guy on the line. And I think there's some real value in that. So I don't know where the Panthers project him to play, but the first time I looked at their lineup, I'm like, man, they didn't give up any NHL players in this deal. We were thinking maybe Frank Vetrano would be coming back the other way. Mm. Even he stays in Florida. The Panthers got some really good wingers. And I see Reinhardt, I don't know if they'll play him here, but if they do put him at second line center, I think he will thrive in that position. This episode is brought to you by Greenroom. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Panthers throughout the Stanley Cup Final, the buyout period, free agency, the expansion draft, and the NHL entry draft. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the NHL, 
You'll find fans just like you on Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have the chance to chat with me and you'll have a chance to be featured on the Lockdown Panthers podcast through our Greenroom conversation. Go to download the Greenroom app currently available on iOS and Android devices. Be sure to create your profile, link your Twitter, and join the group of your choice. Follow me at LO underscore FLA Panthers when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Florida Panthers. See you there. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Let me tell you more about Built Bar, the world's best tasting protein bar. Have you ever heard of the new limited time Built Bar grasshopper cookie? What does it taste like? This is Built Bar's version of the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavors without all that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. And did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, then you're missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My favorite flavor of this one is cookies and cream because you can never go wrong with cookies and cream anything. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein for each bar, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five grams of net carbs. How great is that? All amazing flavors, all tasty and healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. For this offer, go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 at built.com. With Reinhardt, like, like you said, he could play either the wing or center. And Sam Bennett is the same way. You could either put him at yep. at wing or center. When the Florida Panthers acquired Sam Bennett in the trade deadline from Calgary, he was he mostly manned the second line center. So you could put either or in that position. But I could also see Reinhardt in a position where he plays on the top line with yep. Alexander Barkov. So the line combination, the possible line combinations from the Florida Panthers side. Oh my goodness, it, it's very overwhelmingly yeah. great and it's a great problem to have for the Florida Panthers and it's still really hard to believe that they got three of the top four picks from the 2014 draft <laughs> in the same lineup that it's it's hard for me to process as a as a person who covers this team and as a fan as as well but I want to I know you weren't really over the moon about the return from the Florida Panthers side it is yeah. a one but I want to talk a little bit about Devin Levi for Buffalo yeah. Sabre fans and I said it, I said it as simply as this. He's a developmental piece that's going to take a little bit of time to get into the NHL. And with how he performed in the World Juniors, winning the silver medal for Team Canada, I think this is a wonderful situation for the Buffalo Sabres because like like you said on Locked On NHL yesterday with Jeravan Pato, it, the the Buffalo Sabres are in another rebuild there it's going to take a little bit for them to get back into the playoffs yep. and this is a great opportunity for Levi to grow as as a prospect and as a human being he had experience at a really great level 
And I and I don't know how the situation with Linus Allmark looks like for Buffalo. How, but I think if yeah. he ends up not being the guy, then Devin Levi could eventually make that make his way up. I, I think that's definitely right. I think he absolutely plays into their future in that they clearly targeted a goaltender because we heard from Dave Pagnota at WGR Buffalo, Dave of the, the fourth period.com. He had heard that the Sabres were originally trying to pry Spencer Knight out of Florida. And obviously he might be the, he's probably the best young goaltender in the world at this moment. So no, no, you know, uh, you could obviously see why Florida didn't want to part with him, but what were the Sabres chasing? They're chasing that future franchise goaltender. Allmark is a very strong player. I think they should absolutely be re-signing him. Uh, probably not on a long-term deal, though, more like two years, I think, at this point, because there's a lot of questions about his injury history. But I like Allmark to play into the short-term uh, future for the Sabres, and he's 27. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that if it took three years for them to get good, that Linus Allmark at 30 years old would still be a quality goaltender. That's not, that's not a crazy age for that position. Um, but the Sabres, what was odd to me is they kind of, have a strong prospect pool in net. Ukapekalukanen, who's got one of the craziest names in the league, by the way, was a second round pick of theirs a couple of years ago. And he's really been strong on the developmental path the past couple of years to the point where the hockey news, I had him ranked as like the second best goalie prospect outside of the NHL. Um, and they have another kid, Eric Portillo, who they drafted in the third round a couple of years ago. He's going to be Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines starting netminder this year. That's going to be one of the most loaded college hockey teams ever, oh by goodness. the way. They're going to have seven, yeah, seven first-round picks and four of the top five picks in the first round. Well, Portillo was a fairly high pick himself. Third round for a goalie is typically pretty high. Um, and he's going to be starting for that team all year. I think his stock's only going to go up. So it was a little strange to me that they targeted Levi, but I guess I look at it this way. Goalie is a game of probabilities. You never know what these guys are going to become. I mean, it's such a tough position to get in the draft because typically with that position, it takes years for those guys to get there. Guys like Spencer Knight are anomalies. Like Ryan Miller, once upon a time, took six years from when he was drafted to becoming a starter with the Buffalo Sabres. Henrik Lundqvist took like five years for that same path. Like it takes a while and you don't know what's going to happen in the in-between. But I think what the Sabres are doing here is they've now got three really strong goalie prospects. Chances are one of them is going to turn out to be a franchise level netminder. And maybe Levi is the guy. Maybe Lukanen is the guy. Maybe Portillo is the guy. And hey, if they all check out, then you trade one or two of them away. You flip them for a forward or a defenseman. So I think that's kind of the way I look at it. It's a probabilities game. And now that you have a third really strong goalie prospect in the organization, I think you can feel a lot more confident. That, like you said, like if, if it takes two, three years for this rebuild to be completed, that three years from now, Levy could be the guy that steps up and says, hey, I'm this team's number one and I'm going to run with it. And, 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 that, and, I, and I'm rooting for I'm rooting for him, too, because uh, uh, that was a pick. I'm not sure how much you know about this, but that was a pick that was influenced by Roberto Luongo as as his part in the front office okay. for the Florida Panthers. He influenced that pick in last year's draft. And then that pick influenced a big time return in Sam Reithard. So I think that yep. it's going to be a wonderful trade for both sides. I think both sides can really definitely benefit from it. And you mentioned the University of Michigan, the Florida Panthers, their draft <laughs> pick, number 24, uh, Mackie Samoskevich, 
he will be yep. committing to the University of Michigan next year. So that that University Oops. of Michigan hockey team is one that like all hockey fans, if you love hockey, I yeah. think that you should everyone should definitely be focused in on how how many prospects are are there at the University of Michigan. I, I'm like already looking up the Big Ten Network hockey package because I'm going to want to be watching these guys, especially since two of the prospects. Well, we'll see. Owen Power, I would bet, goes back to Michigan, but I guess that's not written in stone yet. But if he's there and Portillo is there, I'm going to have two Sabre prospects to watch. And I was arguing with my buddies the other day, like this could be one of the most talented college sports teams ever, let alone hockey. I mean, look, like compared to football, like who's the big powerhouse? It's Alabama and Clemson. And, like, yeah, they'll have five, six guys going in the first round. When have you ever seen Alabama have four of the top five picks in the, in the NFL draft? That doesn't happen. And four all. of the top five from Friday are going to be at Michigan next year, most likely. I mean, you don't see that even in other sports. So I think you're right. Like, if you love hockey, that team is going to be really fun to watch, I think, next year. And – you said this. You you said this once again on the on the Locked On NHL National Show. Talk about uh, and there was a lot of questions on and a lot of worry about Owen Power starting at the University of Michigan. I heard what you had to say about him playing next year, but for my listeners who haven't heard what you had to say, talk to them yeah. about how possibly great of a situation that could be that he does go back to the yeah. University of Michigan. I don't think it's a bad thing at all because like, I, it, it, you know what, like I could see how fans could look at it on the surface and think, all right, no number one pick since Eric Johnson, that was 15 years ago, hasn't gone right to the NHL. All right. So by that logic, yes, it would make sense that you would want Owen Power to be in the NHL to kind of prove his worth as a number one pick. But this is a special situation. This is a the beginning of a it's yes the beginning of another rebuild but it is that's what it is and they're going to be going young and to be frank the Sabres are going to stink next year like it would be a big surprise if they did not they could I guess there's young players that like we'll see how ready they are but most likely really bad team and what's better for Owen Power playing less than 18 minutes a night on the worst team in the NHL or being the man 25 minutes a night, like number one power play minutes, number one penalty kill minutes, the captain, like being in a leadership role on one of the most talented college hockey teams ever that no doubt is going to be the national title favorites. I think that's a better situation for him. So, you know what? Like if people want to snicker, be like, oh, the Sabres got the first overall pick that can't even make the league right away. You know what? Whatever. Like if it's better for him to be at Michigan for a year and not have the pressure and not be sucked into, you know, being upset because your team's losing every night, go have fun at Michigan, go be great, go play at the world juniors. We'll see you in 2022. That's, that's the way I would approach it. If I'm the Sabres. And depending on how development goes and, and depending on if a team can overachieve based on expectations, sometimes rebuilds can be fun to go through. Not necessarily yeah. because of the wins and losses perspective, because you're seeing players and teams grow. Like to give a football example, the Miami Dolphins in 2019, they stunk on paper. They were on paper. They were supposed to be the worst team in NFL history, uh, but they ended up exceeding expectations. A lot of players got the chance to grow and they finished not the worst record. And they finished that season on a very yeah. high note. And you could you could that you could argue that 
it it could be the same situation for the Sabres in hockey. Yeah. No, I agree. The pressure's off, and, uh, like, it's guys that haven't let you down yet. I mean, that's another way of looking at it. You, these players, these young kids haven't let you down yet. So you're going to give them a little extra leeway than I think you would a lot of these veterans. Absolutely. And honestly, honestly, when, when it sure on paper, on paper, it, it it's going to be bad record wise, possibly for the Sabres. And honestly, a team out yeah. West that I'm, that I'm looking forward to watching based on a rebuild is Arizona based on how, the assets that they've gained. I'm, I'm really curious. To, I'm, I, I kind of like rebuilds in sports because you get to see how, how teams get to plant the roots and then have the tree grow. Yeah. I kind of I like that as far as a team building perspective. So it, th- this, can, this can turn out to be something po- possibly fun, depending on, depending on how long the timeline takes and what is the timeline for each team. But, Joe, I want to thank you so much for doing this uh, crossover mm-hmm. episode of Locked on Panthers. and locked on sabers so for my listeners out there tell them where they can find you on the internet you can follow me on twitter i'm at sneaky joe sports uh linktree dot or linktree slash sneaky joe if you want to find uh, the locked on sabers podcast locked on nhl as well uh so yeah it's good stuff and for the sabers listeners you can follow my show at lo underscore fla panthers on twitter locked on panthers anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. So thank you so much, Joe, for doing this. Yeah, thanks again, Armando. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. So as I spoke about at the top of the show, today is free agency. And the Florida Panthers, like I said at the top of the show, have $11.7 million in cap space before a, an extension for Sam Reinhart. So I'm not expecting the Florida Panthers to be extremely aggressive throughout the free agency period. But it looks like that the re- original report of Ryan Suter potentially landing on the Florida Panthers is not going to happen where it looks like that he is closing in on possibly signing with the Dallas Stars. And a whole bunch of moves have been made throughout the NHL as of yesterday. Marc-Andre Fleury got traded to the Chicago Blackhawks for a prospect, and it looks like it's it's a salary dump for the Vegas Golden Knights as now maybe they're in the pursuit of grading for... Jack Eichel, the recording that I had with Jody Biasi of Locked on Sabres happened the day before the trade of Marc-Andre Fleury to the Chicago Blackhawks. So nothing was known at that time of recording. Martin Jones and Braden Holtby have been bought out by their respective teams. Pavel Bushnevich got an extension from the St. Louis Blues after being 
traded from the New York Rangers to St. Louis. Connor Garland got an extension from the Vancouver Canucks after being traded from Arizona to Vancouver. Alex Ovechkin, who is 164 goals away from tying Wayne Gretzky's all-time goal record, has signed a five-year deal, AAV of $9.5 million. So now Ovechkin can average about 30 to 35 goals a year for the next five years to possibly break the record. And also, former Florida Panther Keith Yandel plans to sign a one-year $900,000 contract with a no-trade clause with the Philadelphia Flyers. So I'm happy for Keith Yandel that he gets to continue his streak and that the Florida Panthers get to move on from him because he's still making some money from his previous deal with the Cats. And here's one to keep an eye on. Gabriel Landeskog of the Colorado Avalanche. Looks like he's being lowballed right now based on the contract that he's given by the Colorado Avalanche. Seven years, $7 million on the table. And that's originally reported by Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet. And it looks like that he's going to go into the open market to see what he can get offered. And Patrick Lane, who was an RFA this year, is planning to accept his qualifying offer one year, $7.5 million. So that whole rumor of trading for Patrick Lane to pair up with his friend Alexander Barkov, that's going to be put to rest as of right now. So don't expect Patrick Lane to be in a Florida Panther uniform as of next, at least of next season. Nate Schmidt to, from Vancouver to Winnipeg, previously in Vegas, is about to be traded to the Winnipeg Jets. And no salary is going to be retained by Vancouver on that contract for Nate Schmidt. So a lot of moves have been happening in the NHL. And the Florida Panthers, they're not, I don't expect them to be uber aggressive, but I expect to get them at least uh, a piece or two in the open market. And the desired pieces of Jamie Alexiak, not going to happen with him signing with the Seattle Kraken. Alec Martinez, I don't think I've discussed this on the show. Alec Martinez is set to re sign with the Vegas Golden Knights on a three year deal. So, it doesn't look like the former Stanley Cup champion is going to be making his way to South Florida. So once the moves for the Florida Panthers are made on who they sign in free agency, it might be a quiet day for the Cats, but it might be a pretty noisy day. There might, who knows? There, and there might be another trade going on for the Panthers to create even more cap space. I mean, they've created a lot of it already based on the moves they've made already and as well as taking care of their own. But it looks like the mindset, like I've said, is going to be to continue to take care of their own. And we might possibly hear of an announcement of a Barkoff extension starting next season. So Barkoff is eligible to sign an extension starting today at noon Eastern. And also Carter Verhage, like I mentioned yesterday as well, he could be offered a contract extension as soon as today at noon Eastern. And this is something that Elliot Friedman spoke about about the Tampa Bay Lightning what do they do when it comes to their own home to their own homegrown players they like to con offer their contract extensions a year before their contracts expire so that they can get it out of the way 
maybe Bill Zito is trying to do that as well. So we've heard the rumors about Carter Verhage and his extension, and I believe it'll get done. I believe the contract extension of Sam Reinhart will get done and Alexander Barkov. So if the Florida Panthers don't really go after a big name and don't offer big time money for a free agent, nothing to worry about. They made their their I believe their big move as of right now, anything could ha- anything can happen. Their big move right now is that Sam Reinhart trade from the Buffalo Sabres to the Florida Panthers. So the Florida Panthers are still set up to be a successful team next season, regardless of what happens in free agency. So we're going to break it down tomorrow on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We'll be breaking down every single move made in this free agency period. It might be a dud. It might not be a dud. So let's see where it goes. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. where you will be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be breaking down the whole free agency period. And this Thursday, NBA draft goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Krause will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local analysis on each pick. Follow the Locked On NBA YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day.